Welcome into Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy, and uh, we've got we're doing our whole week show today. Uh, Andy's out of town. We, you didn't watch as much stuff as I did because this is the uh, we've Lauren and I have just been kind of not going anywhere and kind of binging all the things that we missed in the last two weeks. So we've been very much uh, couch people, which has been nice. So we kind of ca- caught up on a, a bunch of things. I went and saw Mission Impossible on Friday. I went and saw it on IMAX because I filmed it in IMAX. You should be. Because, Andy, it's so good that on Sunday we decided to have a lazy Sunday and we did a Mission Impossible movie marathon. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we went okay. through – yeah, because she had never seen a, most or all of them. And so um, – yeah, we went through and we started with the first one, skipped the second one, because I told her, you're not going to miss anything. Uh, there was a short time in the 90s when people thought John Woo was cool, and we've moved past that. And so don't That's worry right. about That's it. That's right. Yeah, and so we just have to finish the Henry Cavill one, which she's very excited for because of the Henry Cavillness of it all. Um, so we just have to do that one, yeah. and then she'll be caught up, and then the new one. But Andy, the new one is so good. Yeah, so good, and I'm not surprised. Uh, I, I've been... I'm just so excited about these. I I truly feel like these just keep getting better. Yeah. Like from the third episode yep. on, there it's just been a, a steady climb forward. And then on top of that, it's you know technology is progressing with it. So it's, it's they're doing a great job of using the technology to better the movies instead of just like forcing. How do we go bigger? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like what tech do we have? to let you see it through the lens in a better way. And, uh, yeah, it's so much better. Well, and what I noticed, doing the um, doing the Mission Impossible binge, they there's so much action. Like, it is action, action. Like, it's insane how there will be, like, half an hour of action. It'll go from one scene to the next, and there's not much time in between. Like, just watching um, the, was it uh, Ghost Protocol, I think it was? The one mm-hmm. with Rebecca Ferguson, and um, they've got yeah. to hold their, their, you know, they have to break into the place. Then there's the swimming around in the tank to, to switch out the cards. Then mm-hmm. it's uh, straight from that, he he dies, and then they have to bring him back to life. And then there's a car chase scene uh, through the town, which turns into mm-hmm. a motorcycle chase. This is like, yeah. this is like yeah. 45 minutes. This is like, yeah. And... This movie was long. It's two hours and forty three minutes. Um, I didn't care. Like I kept like I was watching it and I kept getting nervous. I was like, oh please don't wrap up. Please don't wrap up. Like I, I wanted more and more. Like it was just it was so good. And it looks IMAX is the way to do it because it's filmed that way, so a lot of the stunts are filmed like that. And it feels it feels just like such a huge movie. Um, the cast and that's all, the Yeah, go ahead. Oh sorry, I just want to say that was one of the movies and it maybe was I think it was Good Protocol actually. Uh, did you know that Tom Cruise is credited for like being one of the innovators of, and I kid you not, the run <laughs> in the movies, like the running chases? You know he's known for in, yeah. in the movies now. He always has has a, a chase scene just yeah. on foot, and uh, they've never been they had never been able to film it well. Uh, it just looks really clunky and dumb when people are chasing each other on foot. Yeah. Uh, so they like they would always try like POV, you know, and things like that. Because they could do it just like a tracking, like on a cart and just kind of follow with them yeah yeah that's what a lot of like movies do when they're doing oh, okay. uh, a chase scene is you got the pov from like the guy running uh chasing somebody else uh but they don't like you don't zoom out and actually see the hero running 
because uh, it just always looks stupid. Yeah. And, and Tom Cruise like can somehow figure it out how to f- make it filmable. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you've got to have straight hands, <laughs> like karate chopping outwards. <laughs> and uh, you have to have your back like ridiculously arched forward uh, in, a, in, a, in a totally uncomfortable way that's totally unnatural. Yeah. But on camera, it looks great. <laughs> and and that's what they do. And other people have ripped it off ever since. And it's literally called the Tom Cruise Run. That's <laughs> because funny. That's the kind of movie star he is. He thinks he even revolutionized running <laughs> <laughs> on camera. Like yeah, he's he's just like I don't think we'll ever they'll ever be a movie star quite to the level of Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's kind of nuts. And you're you're telling me how on set someone said something like, "Oh, you know, it'd be a cool stunt." Everyone's like, "Shut, shut up." Shut up, he will do it. Do you <laughs> yeah, want to be the person yeah. that kills Tom Cruise? Exactly, exactly. They're like, don't say anything or he will do it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, to the point that, uh, and we've talked about this before, but Doug Lyman's new movie with him, uh, they're going to they're gonna film it in space. Yeah. In space. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, nuts. You know, probably uh, not all of it, but still. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Christopher Quarry returns. He's done the last two or three Mission Impossibles. At least three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he did Ghost Protocol. Oh God, I don't want to go back and look at what all the ones he's done. But um, so he's back. So it feels it feels very much the same. It feels when he showed up because J.J. Abrams did the third one. When McQuarrie, yeah, I think Brad Bird. Bird did. Yeah, Brad Bird did Ghost Protocol, and then McQuarrie picked up after that. But I feel like from from Brad Bird's was excellent in Ghost Protocol. But I feel like mm-hmm. after that, it's been a very the streamlined storyline through through all the movies and it feels and dead reckoning with part one and two feels like the the final part to ethan hunt um it feels Mm -hmm. to me that they're gonna hand it off to Haley atwell it's kind of it feels a little overhanded that that's the plan although so much so that maybe that's a a misdirect but i don't think so i feel like Haley atwell is gonna kind of take it on and the ethan hunt character becomes like a a, a James Bond worthy, you know, someone picks it up after so long. And I love that. I love Haley Atwell. I think she's amazing. She was great in this. And I'm very excited for her to kind of take over. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm i very excited about her as an actress and like to see things she's in. I don't know if I buy her as an Ethan Hunt. Uh, unless, unless they purposely do things very differently with her character. Where it's not about stunt after stunt after stunt. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's more about the espionage part, but she can also whip a little butt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, that's kind of what they've done. I don't want to go too far yeah. into it, but that's they have kind of done that. Uh, this is they've, they've kind of come back full circle to the first one. Um, there's plenty of like those um, recap, Mission Impossible recaps on YouTube that you can watch, uh, but it kind yeah. of goes back. It brings in Henry Zerny, who is in, you know, Kit Rich from the first one. It brings him yeah. back, and there's kind of a full... It seems like it's going to go full circle with the Ethan Hunt story, and then it'll move on and be Mission Impossible, like um, Beginnings or you know Genesis or something like that. Will be the next one. Uh, but Zerny's in it; he's great. Shay Wingham is Wingham is in it; he's fantastic. Isai Morales is really good in it. Uh, I always kind of like like not always. He's been I guess more really recently not great. Yeah, yeah, more recently I've been more and more into Isai Morales, but he is. He was really good in this. I uh, still could be. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, of course, returns. Vanessa Kirby, Simon Pegg, being Rames, they all return. Carrie Ells is excellent in it. Um, it's just uh, there's so many, and there's so many different like little 
like great actors that are kind of showing up in different things like uh, NSA, JSOC, you know, all the different heads of different departments. But this was Andy. It was so good. Do you want to know the scores? <laughs> I kind of don't. But okay, it's fine. It's fine. You can because I already know it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah, IMDb is an eight point one, which is a nine point one in the real world. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a ninety six and a ninety four. Wow. Yeah, and wow. that's okay. fair. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, there are some okay. unbelievable scenes. And it doesn't the thing what's crazy is for all the different action scenes, they don't feel repetitive or like that they pulled something from one of the previous movies and it's just more of the same. Oh, and Palm, Palm Clementif uh is awesome as Paris in it. She's awesome, awesome in it. Uh also and if you get the all. chance, I send it to you in our little friends group text. Um there's a video of her being interviewed, you know, doing, like, the marketing and everything for the movie. But Simon Pegg has a, a bug in her ear, and he's, like, telling her to do, like, what to say and what to do. And it's, if you get a chance, Google it. It's so funny. That's amazing. Did you watch that? I, I, I sent it like to that. you. Uh, I have not seen that. All right. Our other two buddies in the chat all saw it, but couldn't even watch that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I, I actually don't see that from you. Uh Oh, you put it in a group chat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll find that one. Yeah, you need to watch that. It's worth it. It's pretty great. But no, this is excellent. Uh, the the I guess part two or the finale possibly for Ethan Hunt comes out next year, and I can't wait. I'll be there Friday in IMAX, just like I was this time, ready to watch it. Nice. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely stoked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Cannot wait to see this. Uh, let's talk about things that we have seen. So. The Righteous Gemstones, we got the most recent episode, and this yeah, comes did. off of um, last week's Interlude 3, which gave us backstory to, which was, I, I liked that. It gave us a backstory to all the gemstones and kind of what was going on with um, the family, with, you know, Steve Zahn and uh, Kirsten Johnson and, the, you know, their their cousins and all that. And I it was kind of a tragic, sad story where you see what happened to Steve Zahn from it. And then from this one, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, um, was excellent. So BJ now knows that Judy had a uh, uh, an affair. He knows the guy. He knows everything that's going on, and he's trying to figure out how he's going to deal with it. Uh, I also like that Casey Wilson came and is the um, the the guy she was cheating on's wife. So she was also married. Casey Wilson's always a good time, but. Right, right. This was one. This was one of the best episodes, man. It was so funny. I could not stop laughing at some parts. And then the end, Andy. The end. Oh man, that's a lot of that's a lot of dong. <laughs> Way more than I ever expected. Yeah, should shouldn't have been unex, uh, unexpected. Yeah, because Danny McBride film and yeah, he loves that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but oh my god, that action scene. I mean, I was just oh god. We we had like four people over here. And I mean, like we had to pause it twice because we were laughing so hard. It was just so cringy and hilarious at the same time. And uh, they showed they showed him uh, BJ walking in, and my godson's physique, and he goes, "Oh, he's gonna kill him." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what?" He's like, "He's gonna kill the guy." I'm like, no. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, I think maybe he killed him. <laughs> Do you think he's dead? Uh, I don't. I don't think he's dead. I think he's, I think he's knocked out. 
You think so? I think okay. he's knocked I... out. Yeah, I, I think they took some liberties with how much damage the brass knuckles can do because BJ took a few to the face and still walked away, and that I, I don't see that happening. So, uh, no, I think he's alive, but I think he's he's hurt. But the thing is, is BJ walked into their house, so if he's an intruder, you can kind of do whatever you want depending on the state, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he might be in some trouble. Okay, so yeah, I mean, he could easily because because what we both walked away with after that was like, obviously BJ is going to end up running a prison ministry, right? <laughs> Do you think who is? You think BJ is? BJ, yeah, oh. yeah. Somehow he's going to end up running a prison ministry. <laughs> like, right? He's got to. He's yeah. going to be the big scary guy everyone's afraid of. He killed someone. I see. We assumed he was dead, and we're like. He killed someone with his bare hands. <laughs> you think so? BJ will be the Raven. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Oh, I like. I like that I idea. Like, he's going to be the Raven from Barry. Like, I want to see him in prison. Uh, people are scared of him and or using him because he's rich. Uh, but he runs, starts running a prison ministry, and that just makes all the sense. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what ends up kind of happening with some people. We see uh, Keith had to leave because the the parents didn't like him uh kelvin is having a hard time with that uh they brought in a new pastor i'm trying to see find the actress to see who's playing her she's not she's a comedian yeah Yeah, i've seen her before i can't think of what her name is maggie winters is her name and uh she was good in this but like all the kids like her she's a lot of fun she's good at her job but i think she kind of sees what's going on between kelvin and keith she's being kind of cool about it oh yeah yeah for sure and, um, yeah, she she saw that. And by the way, just how how great is it that he became a carpenter? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh god, that was so cool. of course. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, no, that that jealousy of that Keith has of the uh, of of Maggie Winters is hilarious. Uh, and that yeah, and so I mean, do you, here's here's the real question. Do they finally make out at the finale, or will they save that for the premiere next year? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of wondering about that as well. How many more episodes we got left? Let's see. That was episode six. How many? Just one? Two? Uh, no. Nine. So we've got one, two, three. So the next episode is called Burn for Burn, Wound for Wound, Stripe for Stripe. Take for that what you will. Uh, I love that Keith goes, I made a tear for you. I did not make one for Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh, so and he goes, perfect. it's like I'm a replicate. And the little face he does, the little face he goes, and then does like a cartwheel yes. to like impress him on the way out. That's so funny. <laughs> he's just so delightfully awkward. Oh, God, he's just the best. Yeah, he's he's, my, he's stolen everything he's ever been in, in this, especially in this show. But uh yeah, I, I, I'm very look forward to, uh, look forward to seeing what happens there, and then of course uh, the Steve Zahn's kids, like they've already kind of cracked the idea that like even though they're spying for Steve Zahn the whole time, and they've got some huge plan to rip off the gemstones, it also seems like they may end up going back to the gemstones. Yeah, so, uh, the gemstones. Are like nice they too. wouldn't tell them. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and they and they wouldn't admit that they they, they said they stole the redeemer, mm-hmm. not Jesse gave it to me out of kindness. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that was even though he instantly regretted it. Yeah, <laughs> it was way too great of a Jesse. That was great. But that's good. Like the it, the well, and what's funny is the gemstone kids are kind of we're gonna they're gonna have to take their characters are gonna have to take a turn. Um, 
Eli, John Goodman, is he's like, I'm just, he kind of sees his kids finally for what they are. He just wants to retire and be done. He realizes all they do is want and take, and they're terrible people. And so he's kind of done with it. And then, oh man, and then Jesse does the thing where he's trying to basically uh, capitalize on his mom. Uh, Amy Lee with the with the Tupac her with the yeah Tupac her oh that's so good and they start they're like yeah this is great you can do it with almost anybody they they did it with DMX and they start breaking the machine and then do I'll come make me lose my mind. Oh lose my, my mind. that was so excellent that was such a great scene but it seems like Eli's kind of done with the kids but the kids are kind of done Kelvin quits he's like I quit I don't want anymore because he lost Keith he lost the thing he mm-hmm. the person he loved. Judy quits because she yes. lost BJ. She lost the person she loves. And so it's going to be interesting. And now Jesse's like, I can do this all myself. But in his ego, um, he's losing Amber, who's really been the driving force for him. It's true. They could, yeah, have, been, they could have been the new Eli and Amy Lee, Amber and Jesse. Yeah, they were the obvious yeah. uh, choice if, if uh, Jesse could take the help. Yeah, uh, which he can't, which no. he can't uh, admit he needs help. Yeah, so if he'd admitted he needed his wife's help, then they they would have been fine. So, here's the other question I have for you, though. Uh, coming into uh, the one of the the final couple episodes, uh, who's going to end up redeeming themselves with the Redeemer? Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be the boys. I think it'll be the Montgomery. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah, that's the they, their whole thing is they're going to. Uh, run over Steve's on. Maybe not run him over, but no, I was thinking the same thing. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I run him over probably. And uh, as as him and his group are about to uh, uh, shoot up the gemstones or whatever, but uh, or maybe or it'd be even more beautiful if they're all in their vehicles, of course, and the Redeemer comes and and monster trucks them all. Uh, but yeah, that'll that's definitely going to happen, right? Like that's how they're going to use it. I I would assume so. Yeah, which I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I also want to see. Uh, I did find a nice little mug for uh, Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Does he actually get it off the ground? Because it's basically just Family Feud. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I kind of want to see him launch it. And then the premiere. Excuse me. Then the premiere next year is. Uh, uh, him just basically crying because he just got sued for everything he had <laughs> for ripping off Family Feud. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, I want more uh, Baby Billy and his wife are so hilarious, though. I'm, I would be oh, there for more of that. Um, so Platonic finale. You've not seen that, have you? I have not. How far are you on that one? Like three episodes. Oh, so <laughs> wow. All right. Catch up. It's um. It was good. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It, I don't know if the, I, honestly this might be a miniseries. I don't know if it'll they'll have another season. The way it ended, I thought was very good. So yeah, I, I had that feeling too. I just think that both of those actors are kind of like we've too, got a lot of things going yeah. on. Let's make it. A, let's what, make it. A, what are you watching? Uh, hey man, this week I had things to do. Right. <laughs> uh, but I but I did finish Lincoln Lawyer and I'm um, caught up on Hijack. Yeah. And, uh, I saw some bad movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. All right. Um, well, then let's talk about things we have seen. So, uh, Quarterback. Uh, this is the Netflix show yeah. that follows Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. 
Um, how far are you on this one? I, I mean, I'm kind of blowing through it, and I'm I, I'm gonna have to watch it again because I hate how fast I'm going through it. I'm just two episodes in right now. Okay, I think I'm through five, so I've got I got three left. It's excellent. It is excellent. Um, I already knew I liked Patrick Mahomes. Mariota, I was very tepid on. Although now getting to see him, he's a very tepid person. Like that, he's a uh, you know, not a, there's not a lot to him. He's a crazy athlete, but yeah, personality just just a very tepid kind of personality. Uh, Mahomes is Mahomes. I mean, you kind of see him. That guy just wants to win so bad, just so super competitive. Kirk Cousins is kind of the fun watch on this because he's he's so dorky. He's kind of cool. Uh, and he, he even says, you know, I'm such a, no- I feel like I'm such a normal guy that when I do something that's not normal, that's when everyone kind of jumps on, like having the, the, uh, you, you like that, you like that. And that kind of became like a meme and very much connected to him with that tone. I think he like, I think they say somewhere in there, he started like making money off of that, which good for him. Are you Vike that? Because he plays for the Vikings, you know? Yeah. And, uh, all of his, his fans are, are huge fans of it now. Um, and, uh, you know, I've embraced it, uh, ever since, but my, my favorite is just watching this show and seeing, uh, the very different home lives of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kurt Cousins, of course, uh, getting, uh, memed for all his outfits that he wears. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I would say this dude is rolling in Cole's cat. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. There were some was great lines line. about that. Oh God, that was an amazing line, and, and uh, yeah, he's just—it's—it's it's so funny. So I'm watching it with with uh, with a with a cousin basically, who's, uh, um, you know, just just watching like the way he he moves about the house, and you're seeing that this guy, oh, he's just this like nice, calm, quiet Christian guy, and normal normal dude, and you know, uh, uh, he doesn't need fancy things. He's like you said, I mean, like all joking aside, it does look like. His wife got a bunch of the stuff at like Coles, yeah. <laughs> that kind of place. And he just doesn't need all this like glamour that uh, some of these other people are, are doing. And uh, and then it shows him uh, in a barbershop quartet yes. in uh, in college. Yes. And my co- my cousin just goes, God, why does he make it just so easy to hate him so much? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm dying laughing. He he oh, might be the whitest God, person yeah, that's ever is- existed. There is Ned Flanders thinks this guy is no bread, no taste. I mean, yeah, uh, he's like this. Yeah, he's the whitest human being. Drives a van. Uh, yeah, drove, drove his mom's minivan, or yeah. not minivan, like an Astro van, for the, and then eventually yeah. got a, a nicer one. But yeah, he's he's just an interesting <laughs> character. He he is man, and I mean, his teammates like him. I mean, there's there's definitely that, but. It's kind of funny. Like I, I've, I've enjoyed seeing like he's like uh, wasn't he the one that like uh, his coach from like really early on I forget when said like after after a quick camp like you know just need to work on like assertiveness and leadership. Or it was something his dad. Like that. His dad was his yeah, coach dad, in high yeah. school and had like what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. Weaknesses are yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you'll be an elite quarterback if you can do that. And he's like, no, he says you'll be so all state. Things. You might be all state. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Right. you're right, all state. Oh well, all state's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah but not and, like you yeah. might be all state in high school. Not you know, a, I mean, he was in the MVP race this year. 
Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I, I guess, I guess, I just took it more as like you could be all state in high school versus nobody in high school. Yeah. Like, I, I took it more as a compliment, not, <laughs> not versus like what his NFL aspirations could be. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, point being, like, he's like, these are still my issues. That, that was my yeah. point. It, he's like, it was dead on. I'm still dealing with this. And you're like, yeah, that's 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 interesting because most people would probably like just casual fans see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I see that. Uh, and I'm not like a technical guru, <laughs> but uh, I'm like, oh yeah, no, clearly he's not like a vocal leader that's that's inspiring everybody that much. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Mahomes, seeing him has been great, uh, and obviously knowing where they're all going to end up at the end of the season's been yeah. pretty interesting. Uh, you know, normally you don't like the whole spoilers of all, but it makes it more interesting to watch the them following the path to where we know they're going to end up. I'm like, mm. like Mariota, by the way, oh my god, could there be a more dull human being? Yeah, he's very dull. Well, he even Is says himself, he even says himself, he goes, I'm just like, I, he goes, I, I've always kind of shined away from the, the limelight. He's like, it's not really my thing, but yeah, he is a very, that was his thing coming out of college too, is that he was not very vocal but i, I mean the two quarterbacks yeah. that came out were him and Jameis winston and so no one really succeeded one a little there. too vocal yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah and you know it's it's interesting that the the falcons are going to do pretty well like a lot better than people thought this season mm-hmm. uh or this past season um but it's not because of him and i mean you and i I think every week we're like, why not Ritter? <laughs> I was okay like, what? Like, what? Or maybe it was more me than yeah. Okay. I, I, it just made zero sense to me. I mean, the dude brought nothing to the table. He's not the future. There's not even a potential that he could be the future. Um, your rookie couldn't play worse than Mariota was. <laughs> and you weren't you weren't in, in contention for a title. So. Well. We, we it can, didn't do anything. To, yeah, the football I mean, podcast we'll, started we'll to bleed into that. this one, but he needed more. Point. The quarterback uh, needed more weapons to be able to succeed, and they didn't have that till this year. And now Ritter will be the starter. Well, sounds good. I'm looking forward to watching more. Uh, I've definitely I'm hooked to watching the family life of them all. The, yeah, uh, and and the fact that we're not. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Hard Knocks is a good show, but one of the things that drives everyone nuts is it doesn't follow the quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, it follows all the guys that end like, up getting cut. Yeah, and it's stupid. Nobody wants to see that, and uh, it's probably why I won't be watching this year. Um, Hard but, Knocks, because uh, I'm finally uh, no, done it's with the it. Jets. It's the Jets. I want to see Aaron Rodgers. I I, I'm intrigued by the. I'm intrigued by the Jets. And I want to see if Zach Wilson uh, hooks up with anybody else's mom. So that'll be. But you won't, because yeah. they'll only show the guys that are going to get cut. Every year, like, oh, all these great storylines, and they're like, let's ignore all this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about this guy that's going to get cut. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch more of this. So far, it's done really well. I love that it's following three different quarterbacks that all ended up in different, you know, uh, very different outcomes. Yeah. Very, very different so, yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think this was a good this was a good idea to make this. I I never really uh, considered it. So yeah. I'll watch more. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Next and last on our what we were watching is what we do in the shadows premiere. I didn't realize there was two episodes that came out. I just watched the first one. We actually went back and watched the last one just to remember, and then came back and watched this one. Good and for you. It's it's uh, it was excellent. Um, I love that Colin Robinson at the. And then the last one, he became, you know, an energy vampire again. 
And in this, <laughs> he is no longer working in the office setting. He's now a waiter, <laughs> which is he's, he's he's like all the waiters. The he's like uh, not all the waiters. The worst, the worst, like you know, percentage interactions with waiters. Like when they're going through this, they're go- having like this. This couple's having a horrible like breakup no, or discussion, like he and he comes in and like refills the water glasses. Like yes, I always at them is in Spills it all over him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I even used the line. Uh, um, my wife wanted some uh, some wine the other day, and it was just music to my ears to see that we had prosecco in the fridge. So I was like, "You're looking for a little prosexy." That's right. <laughs> prosexy. Yeah, I love that. Prosexy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I mean, to that it's just like setting the whole tray down and walking away. And uh, getting their orders wrong, and oh, I don't write anything down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like clearly not paying attention. Yeah, yeah I feel like I, I always like Colin Robinson. Yeah, I like Colin Robinson, but he, I feel like this is perfect for him to be right there. It really is. It's so great. Um, I'm oh, trying to think man. of what else is going on. Natasha's, Nadia's, Nadia's got her. I guess the club is. They couldn't do anything with it. She tried to burn it down, but only burned down her office. Um, and then they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with it, I think, now. Laszlo. Yeah, I can't tell you anymore So you see episode two. Okay, yeah. I think I need to yeah, <laughs> keep going in that. But the big thing is Guillermo is now a vampire. He went to his friend Derek. And then afterwards, he finds... Also, that scene was hilarious. The blood everywhere. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God, that, that was That was amazing. so great. Yeah. And then oh, it was just everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he comes back, and Andor's like, "Don't even joke about having someone else other than your master turning you, because then I would have to kill you and then kill myself. It's the gravest thing you can do to a vampire. The ultimate betrayal. Yeah, the ultimate yeah. betrayal. Ultimate and so he's trying betrayal. to hide it, but he's clearly starting to go through the the transition. So he's got to figure something out. <laughs> oh god yeah that that was amazing and then the, i mean the, the best part of the whole show is that the vampires discover them all oh. and uh he's gonna get something for guillermo's birthday he walks into gilly's gifts hello uh do you have any of uh guillermo's gifts yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. no oh well yeah. you will honor these coupons that's just a picture of ryan's secrets yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Gotta yeah. check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the fifth season's been pretty great so far. Um, Laszlo seems like he's kind of he suspects something about Guillermo, and so he's trying to figure it out. So maybe yeah, that's yeah. going to be kind of Guillermo storyline is trying to hide it. Laszlo's trying to figure he's it out. Sleuth. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be interesting. Gizmo. Yeah, Gizmo. Yeah, and I love that <laughs> Guillermo's like I have to go to Foot Locker, and so Andor's like for your birthday I got you a Foot Locker, and so that's what he sleeps in <laughs> is this tiny little uncomfortable Foot Locker. Oh, that was amazing! And they always get these like perfect little like feel good uh, uh, moments. Or not feel good. That's the wrong way to say. Uh, emotionally driven lines, like at the end where uh, Guillermo's kid again. He's just like, in the end, we're all just people trying to get by and and uh, and trying to be seen or something like that. As he's closing himself in the yeah. and they're like, good God, like yeah, this is the best show. Uh, you're gonna love the next episode. Uh, it's 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 equally great. And uh, yeah, I. I just need the show to always be around. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love it too much. Oh, oh sorry. Last thing before we move on. Mm-hmm. Did you not love Guillermo treating it as losing his virginity? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like losing it with the person he loved, like he would just like yeah. back alley just to get it over with. He's a dude. Yeah. How many times have you done this? 
hundreds of times. Okay, dozens of times. Have you ever? I've never done this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great. All right. Okay. Quick. First we do this, then I clean the toilets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared just feels so dirty. <laughs> yeah, no, that, this was excellent. Yeah, that was a great kind of uh, parallel to that. Um, yeah, that is yeah. everything we have for what you're watching, but we're going to kind of condense everything in. So coming attractions, we actually have a ton of stuff coming out this week. Uh, and they're, good stuff. yeah. Uh, and everyone's calling it uh Barbie Heimer weekend. Uh, Barbie Heimer, yeah. yeah I saw that. both Barbie, <laughs> which looks amazing is coming out as is Oppenheimer, which looks amazing is coming out. Um, I'm going to have to see, well, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going up to a cabin to my buddy's bachelor party, but I have to go see Barbie with Lauren because she very much wants to see it. And I have promised I will, I was going to go see it anyway, but I don't have to be before Oppenheimer. So I don't know when I'll get to that, but I'm still excited about Barbie. Um, it's Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. Basically, she's going to come to the real world. Barbie, of course, played by Margot Robbie. Um, one of the Kins, played by Ryan Gosling. It also has Kingsley Ben-Adir as one of the Kins, who is, boy, he's super up and coming right now. Will Ferrell as the Mattel CEO. John Cena will be a Ken. Um, Nicolo Coughlin, she's been in a few things. You'll <laughs> oh, see, yeah, don't see. spoil it all. Okay, sorry, <laughs> don't sorry. Don't spoil it all. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be funny. It's going to be good. Uh, I did see that uh, Samulu uh, had a, uh, uh, he said in the talk show, he had a, uh, a text string going for all the kids. And they were going to have a party. <laughs> and then they're like, he said, uh, somebody asked, did you invite Michael Sarah? He goes, no, he's an Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Sarah's like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, so funny. Uh, but yeah, so no, I, I, I just have a feeling it's going to be kind of funny. Uh, I, I really, have you seen the trailer of, uh, of Ryan Gosling in the hospital? I think so. I'm actually, I'm at the point where I'm trying not to see any more, oh, okay, fair any enough. more yeah, trailers. Yeah, yeah. Then I won't say anything. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I would purposely go see it, but I'm like, yeah, I'll take the kid, I'll take the kid and go. It's, it's PG, not PG thirteen. I could be wrong. It's PG thirteen. Uh, it's it, it's. Do you understand? Like they, they basically don't even dumb. give out PG movies anymore. Like how dumb though? Like like why? All right, so little girls can't go see the Barbie movie, uh, just like boys can't see the Batman movies. That's so stupid. <laughs> uh, but realistically, they probably just dropped an F bomb just to make it PG thirteen, so they could get the adults to go see it. Yeah, yeah, um, you're probably because it's PG. You wouldn't. So I'm looking the. I just Googled PG-rated movies in 2023. Uh, Mummies, Super Mario Brothers movie, which was good. Little Mermaid, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was PG? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, seems I like... I Why mean, there were some you? dark parts to that. Yeah, but they didn't curse. It wasn't yeah. too overly scary. All right, fair uh, enough. Um, yeah, yeah, the others are good. Elemental, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Paw Patrol... You, yeah, if you're doing a live action, you don't want to be linked so only in animated. with Paw Patrol. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's... But yeah, they don't really do... It's just so do. dumb that you can't take little girls to the bar movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, they're all so excited. And all the marketing is going towards little girls right now. Yeah. Who can't go to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, oh well, I'm going to see it. it. It looks like the comedy is going to be definitely... There's going to be some adult comedy, but I think it's going to go over the kids' heads. Like the whole beat you off scene, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the trailer, so I like the little kids won't really understand why that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but 
we'll see. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Um, the next one, we kind of already talked about it. Um, the other half of Barbieheimer weekend is Oppenheimer. And, no, I'm um, so excited. Yeah, it's, um, it's that time. It's every two years Christopher Nolan comes out with a movie. And so it's that time. This is the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb, which is such an interesting character because this guy was a brilliant scientist that um, I don't know if he was one of the Operation Paperclip people. Uh, for those who don't know, Operation Paperclip was after World War II, um, the U.S. and other, like Russia was also one, came in and tried to get all the Nazi spies because they had the best, or, I'm sorry, scientists because they had some of the best scientists. And I can't remember, I don't right. think Oppenheimer is, but there's a bunch I that came out of... I think pretty American. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know enough about him, but the guy that did, I always confuse him and the guy that the space uh, race that did... Oh, yeah, yeah. I cannot yeah. think of who it is now. But... Um, yeah, I know. It's Van something. Um, yeah. I should look that up. Van Warner? Yeah, Van Warner Van Braun. Yeah. yeah. Warner Van Braun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I always confuse those. But yeah, this guy, he created the atomic bomb, and then afterwards he's like, I am I am death. Like, he like immediately regretted it. And so this is an interesting yeah. character to kind of see. Like, he, from the trailers, he clearly knows that he's kind of wrestling with this the whole time and the cast is unbelievable of course uh emily blunt plays kitty oppenheimer his wife matt damon robert downey jr alden einrich who i'm glad i hope he starts coming back i've liked alden einrich uh scott grimes who you and i are a big fan of um mm -hmm. jason clark who's always phenomenal tony tony goldwin i tony goldwin comes in and he tony goldwin's his ass off as the bad guy and i love it um uh, yeah James, he'll be a politician i'm sure oh yeah of course and I bet you he's bad. Um, James Darcy. <laughs> Kenneth Braun now plays Niels Bohr. That's interesting. Um, Tim Decay. Wow, I haven't seen him Tim Decay in forever. But great. Yeah, I'm glad he's doing something. Yeah, great cast. This David is... Crummeltz is the one that looked like a total transformation. He oh, must have put on 200 him. pounds for this movie. Did he really? Uh, yeah, there's a scene where he's talking to someone. You probably didn't know it was him. Uh, yeah, he's enormous. <laughs> and I'm just trying to try to be mean. I mean, it looked like he probably gained it for the movie. Yeah, I, giving that, I uh, do giving like some David Crumbles. Also, Matthias Schweikoffer from um, uh, the, what was it, the Vegas, the heist Army of the Dead movie. Oh, yeah. You Army know what I'm Dead talking Army about? He's Army, Army of Thieves. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was him. Okay. Yeah, him, okay. Josh Hartnett, uh, underrated. Alex Wolf, him and his brother are both great actors. Josh Zuckerman. Uh, Michael right, Angarano. About 37 people into the cast. Florence Pugh. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, and I just hit Florence Pugh. <laughs> it's, Matthew uh, Modine, David Desmalchin. You're going to sit there and you're going to listen. You're still going. Yeah, it's Jack cool. Quaid, <laughs> Gustav Skarsgård, Benny Safdie. Um, you skipped Dale DeHaan. Jeez. Yeah, Rami Malek. I just hit Rami Malek. Olivia Thurlby, Casey Affleck, James Remar, Steve Coulter, I feel at this point, I feel like you're just spoiling. Uh, can't surprise Cameos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stop it. You're a bad habit at go, go, Go five deep into the cast, and then you got to stop. All right. No, perfect. <laughs> uh, point, point is, it's a good cast. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there, uh, I did see that uh, the only casting decision that they were, <laughs> they were like, 
uh, why did you do that? Was uh, he cast his daughter to be a little girl who gets a, just uh, blown up by a nuclear bomb? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh my god, were you mad at her? What? <laughs> why would you want to see that happen? Uh, and uh, yeah, he he did say he said, I want this movie to be kind of a warning to uh, to Silicon Valley about the dumb things they're doing with AI. Yeah, and and what this is going to cause ultimately. So. This movie is he's like a love letter or a warning letter to Silicon Valley. That's so, good. Like, yeah. I was like, that's probably timely. So yeah. uh, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but they don't care. <laughs> they're just going <laughs> to no, keep making their AI. There's and, too much uh, money involved. Destroy the world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I, you know, every other year I'm going to go see this movie, his movie, no matter what it is. Yeah, it doesn't that. matter. Uh, there, there hasn't been, a, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, what was the worst movie he's done? I would say maybe Insomnia. Yeah, it's his only bad movie. Yeah, yeah, and, and even that was I just intriguing. Didn't like it at the time. Maybe I should watch it again. Yeah, I was just thinking that but, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe I was in college and I just wanted something faster paced. I didn't appreciate slow burns back then. Yeah, uh, but it came off Memento, know, so. which we loved. Oh, Memento so great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving right, right along. I, you know what? Yep. I would say I. I will say this. So he's made Dunkirk and now this. Well, I guess Tenet was between the two, right? Uh, Tenet before Dunkirk. No, Tenet was the last one. Yeah, so before this. Yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah, so uh, I guess just being that there was Dunkirk and now Oppenheimer, I would say he's just so damn good <laughs> at sci-fi. I would like to see him continue doing that type of a thing. Like yeah. uh, a less historical... Like I, I can follow historical movies, and I feel like there's really good directors who can do great historical movies, uh, but nobody can do what Christopher Nolan can do. So I would love to see him kind of eh. bring, or go back towards the, the sci-fi. Eh, I mean, he can do it. I mean, he just did sci-fi with Tenet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'd like to see more of those. I'm just well, he the just, last, but he just of did the Tenet. last three movies, uh, again, of the last three movies, uh, two of them were historical. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, uh, I hope but, he doesn't go back to another historical one. But the other ones were Tenet and Batman. Huh? All right. Batman was like a long time ago. Yeah. Still I think the last one was Tenet and... Uh, uh, Let me see. I can go back. Interstellar? I can figure Interstellar. it out. Yeah. Interstellar. Which was a biopic, yeah. obviously. But but he said he's done with like comic movies and he's and he's getting worn of action movies. His passion is historical fiction or historical not fiction, historical nonfiction. Okay. So yeah, I'm just saying nobody can make Interstellar. Nobody can make Tenet. Nobody can make uh, 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 what's the Dream One, uh, Inception. Like those are movies that like nobody but Christopher Nolan can make. So I hope he goes back to making some of those because just he's only made to me, two that aren't. To me, he this is this generation's Spielberg. Okay, so. I mean, but he's only made two that are biographical in some kind of. Two of the last three, and he said that's his new passion. Two of the last so three: Oppenheimer and Dunkirk. What is the other one? That would be two. Yeah. Okay, but that's that's <laughs> of, his own. That's his only two. Three. But yeah, okay, but of, that's his only two of all of them. Andy. Right, but he said he's moving that direction, and two of the last three, sixty-six percent of his last three movies have been historic. That's, That's a all very narrow <laughs> sample size of all of his movies. All right. Yeah, I don't think you're following trends. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's fine. I'm just saying I, I, I hope the next one is not another historic one. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the next movie, Cobweb. This one I'm not going to see in theaters. 
Um, it's a horror. I don't go to horror. I'm probably not going to see it at all. And, and not like, yeah, probably not. But I like the actors in both. So this is Horror Strikes when an eight-year-old boy named Peter tries to investigate the mysterious knocking noises that are coming from inside the walls of his house and a dark secret that his sinister parents kept hidden from him. Um, it stars Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr. They're both amazing. I don't think I know anyone else in it. Um, Patrick Coleman is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but all three of them are actors that I think have, they obviously have the ability to be like absolutely amazing in anything they're in, but they also have all picked some bad movies. Yeah. So I'm not... Fair. Because it's a horror movie, I'm just a little worried because I already don't like the genre. Yeah. And then... They have it, these are kind of swinging this actors, so I'm a little worried. <laughs> but if I hear people say it's amazing, then I'll give it a shot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that those all come out July 21st. Uh, all movies. The next one is, or the rest are TV shows. So this one also comes out Friday, July 21st. It's called Minks. Uh, in 1970s Los Angeles, an earnest young feminist joins forces with a low rent publisher to create the first erotic magazine for women. Uh, this is season three. This is season three. Yeah, they, I had no idea this even seasons, came out. Have you seen this first before? two seasons? No, this yeah, is season two. two. Seasons, or season two. Yeah. First season was canceled, um, and they're bringing it back out on a new network. Okay. So season one was on HBO. They canceled it, and then Stars picked it up. Okay. So this is the second season coming back. Oh, that's but, not. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how to feel that about that because it's either not good. But someone feels like it is. So it's got a 7.6 on IMDb, which is an 8.6 in the real world. I'll have to look up on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's an... I, I mean, I, I don't know if the if it's all that interesting. could be good. It seems like it could be fun hijinks. Um, the cast, Olivia, Lovey Bond, who's been in a few things. Jessica Lowe starting to come up. Um, Jake Johnson, who I love. Uh, Michael Angarano, I like. Rob Schomer. Uh, Summer kind of pops up here and there it's it's a lot of other than jake johnson for a lot of people it's gonna be like oh that guy oh that girl like it's gonna be those kind of people and yeah yeah i think so could be good could be bad i don't know 7.6 on imdb do you think you'll give this a shot have you seen this before i i haven't and i did hear about uh i I did talk to one person who's seen it and they're like meh (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I don't have my hopes up on it. Uh, okay. It might be good, but I mean, like, I don't want to, I don't want to poop on it. Yeah. <laughs> before I've seen it, like, uh, I can give it a shot. But yeah, I mean, I like a lot of the people in it, but um, yeah, I it doesn't. I don't know. I think it just jumped out at me. Yeah. I did see the trailer like last year, before the first season or two years, whenever it was, and I just remember after seeing the trailer, I was like, man, I'm not interested. Fair enough. Um, and it's not because it's about a women's magazine. Like <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. It just didn't look like it had a lot of pull to the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, people say it's good. Again, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Well, the people don't like it. It got a forty percent audience score, but it, <laughs> but it got a ninety-seven percent critic score, which means it could just be. Sometimes critics are like, "Oh, I'm just gonna say I like this to because I feel like I should." Well, it, could, it sounds like a show that could be review bombed by trolls because it's a bunch of male nudity could instead be. of female nudity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it could also be something that reviewers give pro- 
uh, way too much credit for because it's male nudity and not female nudity. That's a good point. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, both of those could be buoyed the opposite directions for the same reason. Uh, so who knows? Maybe it's really something right between the two. Uh, and it probably is. Like, it, it just, it looked from the trailer like it was a movie that we would have rated in the 70s, just, or series, just because, like, there were no hilarious laughs, the drama looked okay, <laughs> there weren't any, it wasn't like, it didn't seem like a gripping idea to the story, so it was just like, I don't know, it felt like a lesser spinoff to a madman, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, this is one I just I liked the cast. It's starting. I I thought it was starting. I didn't think it had already come out, so I was gonna I might have yeah. given it a shot, but yeah, maybe not. Um, the next one I definitely will. This one comes out the twenty third of July. I think that's Sunday. We kind of talked about this when we saw the trailer last week. Special Ops Lioness. Um, it looks cool. It's got a unbelievable cast. Zoe Saldana, Nicole Kidman, Michael Kelly, um, La Monica Garrett, James Jordan. Morgan Freeman, and um, uh, there's someone who I don't really know, Lysla de Oliveira. Do you oh, know yeah, her? She's going to be like the, the main star, right? She is, yeah, she's the main person. She was in Lock and Key, which I didn't see. I think you watched a little bit of that. I, I wonder, is this going to be a, a, a an active old trickeration where Zoe Saldana is in like one episode or like a couple um, it's really about. I mean, because uh, they they knew that Le- uh, Lazla de Oliveira couldn't carry the show on her own. I mean, maybe, but like Joyce Saldana is credited for eight episodes, so is Nicole yeah, she, Kidman okay. and Michael Kelly and LaMonica Garrett My- and James Jordan and Morgan Freeman's in seven episodes. Okay, well, it, for some reason, uh, IMDb on on uh, on mine isn't showing the number of episodes for anyone for some weird reason. Yeah, the um, the phone and the. The desktop or IMDb yeah. is not great. Uh, it's not. It's, it's, yeah, it could be better. You just—it's the only kind of option right now. If literally anyone built something else, it could be pretty a lot better. But God, that's a huge database. But I finally saw Michael Kelly in something where he wasn't. Uh, uh, what, what did what did you and I say? He he always plays uh, the politician, like, like the guy behind the politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the first time where he wasn't one uh, in, in Transformers <laughs> this weekend. He plays an agent? Like, hey, look. He plays an Yeah. Yeah. And, that, but that's uh, what he does. He plays the guy behind the politician or the agent. Yeah. Well, it looks... Eh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, yeah, this one, it looks like uh, he could be great. All right. Um... The next one is one that I think, uh, if, if you know, you know. So Futurama is coming back. It's on Hulu, and it's a new season. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I liked Futurama when it was oh, on Comedy Central. New? Yeah, it's a new season that's starting. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I thought, okay. Yeah. They had talked, <laughs> I thought people they said really they were bring, liked the ending. No, they said they were bringing it back a while, a while ago. It seems like it's taken some time for them to do it, but they yeah, said they were going to do it a while ago, and... It's back and excellent. I'm going to watch it. Sounds like Enchanted didn't work out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, let's go back to that Futurama thing. <laughs> yeah. Enchanted was kind of, oh, man, I think I wanted to like it better than it was. Very underwhelming. Yeah. 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 But I like me yeah, some Futurama. Hopefully it picks up where it left off. But, yeah, it was good stuff. And then last on the least for coming attractions, we talked about this last week. I just want to make sure everyone knows and doesn't forget. Uh, Justified City Primeval. There's still time. If you start right now, you can binge all of Justified and be, and you can have two episodes of Justified City Primeval for next week. 
So. Oh, and and you can follow it up with uh, watching the entire first season of Heels prior to next week's premiere. Of what? Heels. Oh, heels. That's right. Yeah, heels. Is. Yeah, you can. So, so you gotta you gotta stream Justified, and then we're done with that. Watch heels. And yes. Get premieres of both of them. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about yeah, heels. Yeah, baby. it's been like two years for heels just because of um, injury. Stephen Amell's injury. Yeah. But and and the, and the old Rona. No. Oh, yeah. All right. That well, well, I'm excited, guys. Yeah, that's a good cast. And then two last things, just because this is the one week condensed into one episode, is news and trailers. We just got two trailers that have come out that um that look pretty good one is for it's called the holdovers and this is kind of interesting because the way they film the trailer is it, it looks like a trailer from the time period of like the 70s so this takes place in 1970 and the trailer for the movie seems like a trailer from the 1970 which i was cool really i've not seen yeah. that before and it looks good. Agreed. So nobody likes teacher Paul Hunnam, played by Paul Giamatti. Not his students, not his fellow faculty, not the headmaster, who all find his pomposity and rigidity exasperating. With no family and nowhere to go over Christmas holiday in 1970, Paul remains at school to supervise students unable to journey home. After a few days, one student holdover... Oh, man, I expanded it, and it, I lost my place. Holdover remains. A troublemaking 15-year-old named Angus, a good student whose bad behavior always threatens to get him expelled. Joining Paul and Angus is head cook Mary, an African-American woman who caters to sons of privilege and whose own son was recently lost in Vietnam. These three very different shipwrecked people from an unlikely Christmas. This is a lot of... So, it's three people stuck in a New England... That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. I didn't know that was going to keep on going in a New England preparatory school are left alone for two weeks on Christmas vacation. Um, Paul Giamatti's the only one. Oh, and Tate Donovan, Jillian Vigman, I know, um, Divine Joy Randolph. Um, I've seen her in a few things. She's kind of, oh yeah, she was in Dolomite is my name. That was great. The Lost City. Yeah, she's kind of been hit and miss in a few things. The last OG. Um, and then I'm trying to see what the rest, the rest of the cast is nothing, but it, not much, but it's basically just, I think, those three people during the same. But the the trailer looks intriguing. It, it looks worth seeing. I'm uh, I'm intrigued by it. What do you think of this one? Yeah, it looks pretty decent. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot, but I'm also not expecting a ton. Yeah. So uh, is it, remind me, is this a movie or a series? This is a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll know within 30 minutes if we care to watch any more. Yeah, it comes out November 10th. It'll be cold here, so might just go look for a day to just pop into the theater and see it, or wait till streaming because this might be the kind you don't need to. But I... Oh, you know, I, I assumed this was a streamer. No, oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> it, it felt like a streaming movie, so it's not. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I guess I'll have to wait a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. November 10th. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if it's coming to anything. It just says November 10th. I think it's coming to the theaters, but yeah, could be... I I don't know. I think it's got promise. I, I like the... Uh, I like the trailer. It and, does have promise. Yeah. And the next one is Wonka. We finally get a trailer. Uh, it's the Timothy no. Chalamet as Willy Wonka movie where it's kind of how he got started. So the story will focus specifically on a young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas one of his, on one of his earliest adventures. Um, the best is that Hugh Grant plays the Oompa Loompa. I don't know if you saw that part, but that's great. The whole cast, the whole cast is huge. So, Timothy Chalamet, Olivia Coleman, Andy, you know I love Olivia Coleman, Sally Hawkins, Hugh Grant, Rowan Atkinson, Keegan-Michael Key, Matt Lucas, 
Um, Simon Farnaby, if you watch the uh, Detectorist, you'll know him as uh, what, the rival from that. Um, but this this looks like it could be good. I don't... I shan't be going. No. Uh, no. I, I just, zero interest. Uh, it's from the guy that I, directed I, Paddington 2, which is supposed to be one of the best movies, according to Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. And I may end, if I hear great things, I may end up going and seeing it and just pretending it's a one-off. <laughs> because I think that uh, Charlie and Shot, Target Factory, or whatever they're called, uh, I just think those are the dumbest movies ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked them. Even as kids, I was like, this is just not good. Yeah. <laughs> why are we, I was just kind of looking around at everyone like, why are we pretending this is good? <laughs> this is not good. It's not a good movie. It's weird. And it's maybe a better mile, but it's really a weird movie movie and I, I just don't get what the redeeming values of it were but uh, yeah I just I don't know maybe it's a really good movie I just never had any desire to see more of it yeah <laughs> of, uh, of Wonka but I mean everyone you mentioned in there is like levels above the original so I'm sure they'll do just enough to make everybody happy that it's tied to the original but be its own thing in a good way yeah yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. And I'm with you on the other ones. I never saw the Johnny Depp one. That one looked really creepy. The original was very creepy. And it's funny that you kind of talk about it because I was at a friend's. They had a wedding shower, and then we went to their place, and people were watching. And one of the kids had headphones on was watching Willy Wonka, the original, with Gene Wilder. And, yeah, that movie creeped me out. When they're on the boat ride, and they got all the flashing images, that terrified the hell out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I still don't get why the whole movie existed. Like, uh, well, because it's, well, it's a Roald Dahl book, and Roald Dahl was pretty prolific in children's literature. No, he was, for sure, and he had other good things. <laughs> but uh, but they were, And they were all kind of out there like that. They, no, they really were. And, I mean, James and the Giant Peach, we just watched the other day, <laughs> this kind of stop-motion one, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched those with the kids the other day. It was still pretty good. Um, and they did a new Matilda one. Wasn't that him? Pretty sure it is. It could be. No, yeah, Matilda? Uh, yeah, I think Matilda school. is. Yeah, and the, I think it's the big ball. friendly giant. And I'll tell you what. Yep. It, 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 go look into Roald Dahl, like the actual person and his story. I, I would love to see a biopic about Roald Dahl because his story is yes. bananas. Like, it's yes. so it's so out there, no one would believe it's true. They would be like, this is ridiculous. It's not. Call Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> I just imagine that's what it was all about. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. It just feels like uh, everything he made had to have something to do with that. Uh, Could have been. It definitely seemed dr- uh, drug adjacent. Uh, that is everything we have for this week. We'll have more next week, and we uh, we should start having more on the football podcast too. If you want to check out Potty Pod Football. Until next time, catchphrase. Witty retort. <laughs>